There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. In April of 2022, the Manassas Community Baptist Church of Blaine, Pennsylvania, hosted our King James Bible Conference. Pastor John Asquith, who is the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, was our guest speaker for three nights of conference. We've taken these messages and we've broken them into 15 podcasts, so that'll be three weeks, approximately 15 minutes per day, of King James Bible instruction and teaching. And Brother John deals with the history of the King James Bible. He deals with the authority of the King James Bible. And then lastly, he deals most of all, most importantly of all, I should say, He deals with what the King James Bible can do for you. And so I pray these messages are a help. I pray they're a blessing to each of you as you listen to the conference. Well, we're going to start out in Exodus chapter 4. And uh, I'm glad to be on Brother McVeigh's podcast. And I'm glad to be in the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. And uh, Exodus chapter 4, we're going to look into the very concept, what is the Word of God? Now, there's some wonderful displays out here on the tables uh, of Bibles over the years. So, what I want to show you is this right here. You'll notice there's three books over there and another one here. The first book is a copy of a 1611 Bible done in what we call Roman font. If you got a real 1611 Bible, it would be in what's called Gothic font, which would make it difficult for you to read. So that's the first one that's on the far side. Then these three are actual copies of a Bible printed in 1612 and uh, done by the University of Michigan for, uh, uh, for researchers, scholars, people of that sort. I was given those despite the fact I'm not much of a scholar. But you can look in those and you can just see the how hard it would be to read a Bible in those days. Just the font itself is so difficult. And so those will be over there. Please feel free to just look through those and, uh, and see what, what they are. All right, now in Exodus chapter 4, what I want to do is let's go to verse 28. And here's what it says. Now, actually, why don't we, you know, it might be good to have a word of prayer. Gosh, you know. Uh, Brother McVeigh, would you pray for this service? You know, one of the things, I don't take it lightly to be here in this pulpit. There's a little box up here for pens. Then on uh, pens kept on this side. Maybe a child for their dad. (laughs) This makes this a precious pulpit to me. Okay. Exodus chapter 4, verse 28. Here's what it says. It says, And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. You know, here we are 
1,500 years, 1,200 years, whatever, before Jesus Christ. And what did they have for a Bible? They didn't have a Bible. God talked to a man, and the man went and repeated it to someone else. So what they had was word of mouth. Now imagine living in those days and listening to word of mouth and trying to decide, is that from God? Did God say that? Do you realize right off the bat, as Moses walked up and said those things to Aaron, Aaron had to make up his mind. Is this from God? Okay. Now, he gave him signs, okay? but we also know the devil can give people signs. Okay? And the devil loves to do that kind of thing. So, we're going to look at this aspect of the Word of God right from the beginning, what God had to say. Now, go back with me to Genesis 26. And we'll go to verse 4. God's promise to Abraham. Exodus chapter 26, verse 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now look at verse 5. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Do you realize at that point there is no written Bible? Yet Abraham has kept God's charges, his statutes, his commandments, his laws. Where on earth would Abraham get those? They've come by word of mouth. When Papa Noah got off the boat, God gave a covenant to Noah. And Noah taught that covenant to his children. And his children taught it to their children. Now, to give you an idea, if you were to go home and make a timeline, and when things happened, you'd find out that when Abraham was alive, Noah was still alive. He lived 600 years. There's good proof of that Bible that Abraham knew Noah. 600 years is a long time. That would mean, can you imagine having a grandfather who was born in the 1400s? Okay, that's what that would be like, all right? And so... The Word of God is passed from man to man, person to person. Well, why isn't the Word of God all over the earth? Because men reject the Word of God. They get rid of it. They don't like what God has to say. There's a place in that Bible that there was a man has a name Peleg, and it says he's named Peleg because in his days was the earth divided. Now, in your Bible, the word world and earth are not interchange. World is the system. Earth is terra firma, what you pick up, that dirt you put plants in. Okay. In Peleg's day, the earth was divided. Now, when I was a little boy back in the 1960s, we used to get what's called the weekly reader in the school. They probably still have that. Who knows what they put in them now. But, but the thing is, at that time, they talked about this brand new theory where all the continents one time had been all together and then got pulled apart. And if you look at them all, you can see they fit together. Africa and South America and everything. Your Bible says that. In the days of Peleg, the earth was divided. What happened? Now there's people all over this globe. 
And you know what? Most of them were glad to get rid of the Word of God. Most of them were quite happy not to be bound by what God said. Okay? Now, go with me to Job chapter 23. Job chapter 23, look at verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So here's Job who lives about the same time as Abraham, generally about the same time. The book of Job is the oldest book in the world. It is not the oldest collection of writings. The Vedic scriptures are probably the oldest or the Egyptian book of the dead. But if you want a book that has characters, a plot, starts and ends with a story. The book of Job is the oldest book known to man. There is no story older than that ever written down. Okay, So the thing is, in this book, and Job is of the men of the East, is probably the same place where the wise men of the East of the Gospels come from. Those men of the East, and he's one of them, he is a very great man. He has unbelievable wealth. His friends are great men with unbelievable wealth. But Job said that he esteemed the words out of God's mouth more than his necessary food. Where did he get the words out of God's mouth? They're not written down. Okay? So they're just passed orally from person to person. This is something that the Jews had done. Even when you read your New Testament, you find a couple of places where you find that happening. For example, in the book of Timothy, one of the Timothys, I believe it's first Timothy, Timothy talks about Janies and Jambres withstanding Moses, okay? He gives you the name of two Egyptians who are not named in the Old Testament. And yet, by that oral tradition of the Jews, it's been passed down, and the Lord showed Paul that's correct, okay? So he puts it down there. So the Word of God was passed in oral tradition through people, and very important, honor thy father and thy mother. You'd better do it, because if you didn't do it, you weren't going to know what the Word of God said. Very, very important to be able to do that, to listen. Now, going on a little bit more, go with me to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8. I was very glad when Brother Black had mentioned doing this and having this meeting and um, and I explained to him tonight, this meeting is far more than for the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. And God forbid that this not be for the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. God forbid. But at the same time, um, many of the folks have come from Black Creek. Uh, there's folks that have come from other places and such. And this gives an opportunity the Lord has put on my heart a long time to be able to go in and to go into some of the basics of the Word of God and to build up to where we are today. Okay, So I see myself as working in harmony. You know, Black Creek, New York is a little area within the township of New Hudson, New York. New Hudson, the 2020 census, had 781 people in it. As far as I know... I'm the number one Bible scholar there. All right? And that's big stuff there in New Hudson. So I'm strutting my stuff on a bigger stage. All right? And uh, one of the ministries in my church is that we mail out books to people who want books. And 
I've written a couple by the grace of God, one of them called Further Thoughts on the Word of God, the revised edition, where I go into many thoughts about the Word of God, some history of the English Bible. And then I have one called Who Moved the Goalposts? Uh, uh, Brother McVeigh could get those to anybody that's interested listening to this podcast. Um, or they can get a hold of me at the uh, Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, one soul at a time.net. Uh, they can go on there and we'd send in the books. But I mailed some to a young man in Wisconsin and I got an email from him today, distraught. I got the books today, but you didn't autograph them. Yeah. I'll mail them back. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll just mail you a couple more. I said, I'm not used to this celebrity thing. <laughs> and, uh, so, but, you know, once, you know, once you've uh, played Blaine, what else is there? You know, you've reached the, you've reached the top, all right? So everything from here is downhill. All right. So, Deuteronomy chapter 8, look at verse 1. The Lord's speaking here, uh, well... What Deuteronomy is, is Moses actually speaking to the people. It's often called second law. But they've crossed the desert. They've crossed the wilderness. They've taken all these years. The 40 years is up. The generation that came out of Egypt is dead, with the exception of uh, Joshua and Caleb. If there's grown men out there, they were under 20 years of age. When they got out of Egypt, they're standing there. And Moses has a chance to speak to these people. And they're within sight of the Jordan River, within sight of the Promised Land. They're ready to cross over. This is Moses' swan song. He's not going to be allowed to go into the Promised Land. And he says here in verse 1, All the commandments which I command me this day shall ye, do, shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. Look at verse 3. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Now, how important are the words of God? They're important enough that God said one of my motives to keep you out in that wilderness for 40 years was sometimes to make you hungry. Why? To realize that there's more than bread in this world. He did not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There is nothing more important in your life than what God says. That is the single most important thing. We live in the United States of America, and I think that everyone here mourns when we think of what's happening to our great country. Certainly no one can be unaffected by what's happened to it. Okay, But yet at the same time, why are these things happening? They're happening because decisions were made in churches, denominations, courts, uh, uh, national capitals, homes, schools, all over to get rid of the words of God. Okay, And it's the words of God that distinguished this country and made it what it is. Okay, So, keep it in mind that what you are is a remnant of people who still care for the words of God. 
that makes you a minority within your own country. Okay? Alright? Now, we're going to wrap up this first section of the podcast here with just this idea that there is nothing more important than the words of God. And Brother McVeigh, again, I thank you for this chance to be on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption falleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.